You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good Blitz coming your way today on Grant and Danny covering the Wizards. The NBA with LeBron chasing down an all-time record and Kyrie on the move. And the Commanders will cover all three of those subjects in your Beltway Blitz in just a moment. Right now, though, caller number 10 at 800-636-1067. Congratulations. You will win a pair of tickets to the Fallout Boy So Much for Dust Tour. Going to be awesome. Jiffy Lube Live, July 19th, courtesy of Live Nation. Buy your tickets now, Ticketmaster.com or LiveNation.com. We've got a pair to give away every day this week. At 4 o'clock, ahead of the Blitz, right here on Grant and Danny. All right, let's get to it. We'll start you off on the hardwood with our buddy Wes Hall. Two times in two days, Wes, the Wizards led by over 20 points and lost both of those games. How does that happen? What are you talking about, Grant? Where's that men in black button thingy, right? I just want to click, and yeah, okay. Um, How that happens is, I would say, Lack of consistency. We've had spurts throughout the season where we can put three quarters together, sometimes two quarters together, but back-to-back nights, obviously troublesome when you had one night where you were up 19 and then the following night up 23. Obviously, nobody's happy about that. And as head coach Wes Unsel said in the, past, in the post-game locker room, they're obviously disappointed and definitely frustrated. So I'm glad we're back home tonight against Cleveland to try to wash this one off as soon as possible. Good Cleveland club, though, coming into town here tonight. Yeah. What do they need to do to win this one? Uh, it's going to be a matchup inside with the bigs. Obviously, when you've got guys inside like Jared Allen and, and Mobley, those big dudes, along with Gafford and KP, it's going to be a challenge tonight inside. So look for everything to happen within the painted area, unless you're talking about the 7-3 guy that likes to shoot from the parking lot. Cavs, 33-22. and 22, Wizards, 24-28. and 28. Now, What could they have done differently from a coaching standpoint to try to secure wins in those two blowout leads that became losses. I see a lot of heat, a lot of people screaming about what Sunseld Jr. And, and what he did or didn't do in those situations. It's, it's really hard for me to go at the coaching side of it, but what I could say is the adjustments of pace and timing. I personally have a proclivity to kind of, when I'm up on a team, I want to like make them tap out. That's just me personally. And so what we noticed was in the third quarter of both of those games, it was kind of a maintenance versus an assertiveness of style of offense that allowed those windows to come in. And when you're not able to make those defense adjustments in that time, you let teams get confidence and they start to walk you down. Where you have guys that are on the bench averaging four points a game, the previous four games coming and lighting you up for 20-plus. That type of thing you can't allow to happen. I want more Jordan Goodwin. It's, you and me both. Yeah, I, listen, the Kendrick Nunn part of the move, that's fine, you know, in spurts, but I, that guy could guard some people. That would have been pretty welcome, I think, in, in some of those moments there where, where the leads were being evaporated, Wes. Absolutely. Um, the thing about Jordan Goodwin is there's obviously a lot going on with you know the fact that he's on a two-way contract, so I don't know exactly about the minutes allotments, whether he's in with the go-go or whether he's with the Wizards. 
but it is about managing those games. And I love Kendrick Nunn's productivity off the bench. I mean, the first three games he played with the Wizards, he gave you 12 points in each of those games. But when you look at a guy like Jordan Goodwin, sometimes it's about different matchups and creating some chaos on the defensive side for the Wizards and, and inserting some energy. And you're absolutely right. That's what he's great for. All right, Wes, we look at the lay of the land in the East right now. Yeah. The Wizards are 10th. They are a half game up on the Pacers who are on the outside looking in of just the play-in tourney, right? You got the six mm-hmm. seeds. They are uh, four games back of Miami for the sixth seed. So just give me a thought, State of the Union here moving forward on how they secure and get where they need to go as this year goes on. The State of the Union is the Washington Wizards need to be at full strength, something that we have not even had, I think, the full roster more than five games this season. And when it comes to the big three, I don't even think we've even played 20-plus games with them. So it's really about having all three of those guys together on the court, creating matchup nightmares. And with Gafford in that starting lineup with us running the two bigs down in the paint, that's when you really get a chance to judge us. And unfortunately, we, the sample size is really kind of too small for this season. Wes, thank you as always, buddy. Enjoy tonight. Gentlemen, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See you, my friend. We're going to talk about the NBA at large, but we're going to say Wizards. But it's really the NBA. Our buddy Chris Miles at Chris Miles TV, NBA TV host, joins us to talk about uh, big picture things in the association. I want to get to Kyrie in a second, but first, we're about to see a record, uh, Chris, that I thought wouldn't get broken, quite frankly. I remember when Kareem hung him up, it was basically like, let's see somebody do that. And all it took was somebody scoring thousands of points per year for a couple of decades to be able to walk him down. Quantify this record for us that LeBron's about to set. Well, there's a number of ways to look at it, right? The fact that LeBron James is the guy doing it just is a testament to his durability and the fact that, you know, throughout his whole career, he didn't miss an entire season, right? There's not a time period where he lost a year, lost a step, um, and that's why he's able to catch Kareem's record. But, like, when you think of great scores and you think of, like, Kobe Bryant, you think of Michael Jordan, you think of Kevin Durant, like, you don't really think of LeBron and the skill set that it takes to get there. And I think that's a true testament to his durability, um, to the way he treats his body, and the way he approaches the game. I tell you what, we had a show with um, Channing Fry, one of LeBron's teammates in Cleveland when he won a championship, and he really bro- broke down how much LeBron works on his skills, right? And he's like, look, most players, and he's never had another teammate that did this, you know, they work out before practice with, like, their, their uh, position. You do point guard stuff, you do shooting guard stuff, you see it all the time. Bigs do big stuff, and then centers do center stuff, right? He's like, LeBron would do the guard work, the shooting work, the forward work, the center work, then come to practice, dominate, and then, and then do the, the thing the next day, the next day, and then play the most minutes in the game, and it really set a tone. He's like, I never had another teammate do that, no matter how talented of the teammates I've had. So I thought that really broke down why LeBron's able to catch this record. Chris, 36 points is all he needs now. Thunder at Crypto.com Arena in L.A., so LeBron's at home with the Lakers tomorrow night. The Bucks on Thursday also at Crypto in uh, L.A., so it's going to be at home either one of those two games. What do you think? Does he just get 36 and get it over with tomorrow night? It's really crazy because I feel like LeBron will, but at the same token, it's way more poetic if it's against the Bucks. obviously because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, started his career there as Lou Alcindor and then developed into Kareem and won a championship with the Big O. And I think there's something between that Lakers-Bucks connection and playing against Giannis and having that stage uh, Thursday night on TNT, you know, with Ernie Shaq 
uh, Kenny and Chuck. Like, I think all of it is like, man, for the basketball world, I think we all want it to be on Thursday. Kyrie is a Dallas Maverick. I just want your big picture thoughts and on on him, on Brooklyn, on Durant, on Luca. Just unload the clip here, Chris. Well, here's the crazy thing. It, to be honest, I was on the ground floor of like the Kyrie situation, right? This is how unpredictable the NBA is. I was one degree of separation away from where Kyrie was going, right? So I would literally see people get off the phone dealing with it and be like, oh my God, I really know what's happening. It's going to be Phoenix or L.A. And we're like on high alert on uh, Saturday. I was on actually on TNT. And I was like, all right, we're going to have to talk about this today. I'm prepared for Phoenix or LA. And then he gets traded to the Dallas Mavericks. And I'm like completely surprised. And so people in his camp thought it was Phoenix or LA and he ends up in Dallas. So for people that are paying attention to the league and that, you know, are like, Oh, the trades are just so crazy. Think about that for a second. Even the players and those involved are often surprised. I think for Dallas, it's a home run uh, in the sense of what you put on the court. Now, the rest of that roster, I'm like, they're little. I don't know if they can compete for a championship, but this is the best teammate Luka has had. So I wonder if, you know, the Mavs are going to make another move to try to get a big. And for Kevin Durant, man, like, I don't see this as being a championship roster. I don't think anyone does. So I just wonder if he's the next star dealt before the trade deadline uh, next Wednesday, or I guess this Wednesday, wow. Chris, what do you say, and look, I wish it wasn't this way, but to someone like me who kind of finds it a turnoff that there's always teams lining up for a guy like Kyrie, and I know he's done a lot of good in the community and and plenty of good things as well. I'm not saying he's a terrible person or anything, but, I mean, we're talking about someone who, who, you know, perpetuating flat earth and, and, and some of the terrible things he said earlier this year when he would just was completely off base. Not to mention, forget all that, from a basketball standpoint, he's a malcontent. It's three teams now where he's left in, in the same way when a team's on its way to winning. Like It's just a turnoff to me to see that none of that seems to matter as everyone gets in line and puts their hand out to try to have him come score 28 for them. What do you say to that? Well, I think when I hear that, you're only telling half, if, if not just a third of the story. And that's where like I get kind of confused and maybe it's just like being on the ground floor and being involved every day and so much happens. And I think the things that get blown up and get sensationalized are, are the things that everyone talks about the most, right? And then it gets magnified. But for me, look, Tyree has always kind of been aloof. Uh, this is who he is as a person. I think what you're trying to, you know, what you're talking about or kind of dancing around is the, uh, the tweet uh, that the anti-Semitic tweet. I think that's what, you know, we're saying here as the big, Look, that was probably um, the, the worst thing that Kyrie Irving could have done in his life and his career, but he identifies himself uh, with that group. <laughs> so I think to a lot of the misperception or the miscommunication was that he was saying, well, how can I be anti-Semitic if I, if I identify myself as being part of that group? And I think that message was always diluted throughout the process, and I think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because it came across that he just didn't like Jewish people, right? So I think that is what you're saying as far as the off-the-court um, issues. I think any team looking to get Kyrie and add him to their roster, they did their homework on that, and they talked to him about it. I guess I don't just mean that. On the floor. I mean, he's played, you know, the three places he's left where he wants out. And, and uh, like to me, I, like at some well, point this, that should look, matter. 
Like, well, he's, well, he wanted a contract extension, and he told the Brooklyn Nets that before the season started, and they didn't give him a contract extension. But now, so as they're surging, a, now he, he, he can't finish the rest of this season? Yeah. He Yes. Don't, does, okay, so how about this? You're at your job, and you tell them, hey, this is where I want to be. I love what we're doing here. I'm crushing every show. Um, I want to, I want some security and a contract extension now, instead of playing out the rest of the season, because what if I get hurt and then I don't, I don't get my contract extension. That's the way he's looking at it. And yeah, imagine I, I, you saying that to your bosses and you having power and being able to go somewhere else where other people want your services. That's all that is. So yeah. he basically said to them, and here's the thing, this didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, Isaiah Thomas has been saying it on the show for two months now, like, Hey, Kyrie Irving, the clock is ticking. He wants I, the I get extension. It, but- but have I left my last two jobs the same way? You know, I just, again, it's just a personal proclivity. Oh, yeah. It's mean, not for I me. Agree. Like, he seems he's, like he's, he's a terrible teammate. I, I just wouldn't want well, him to be the face of my CEO, uh, you know, of, of my company. That's all. And I, I, but it's he's just, not. So here's the thing. He's not. The, the face of the Dallas Mavericks is Luka Doncic. The face of the Brooklyn Nets, uh, you know, Kevin Durant. Like, that. the face of the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James, face of the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum. That's kind of the thing. Kyrie's like the helper that's supposed to be uber-talented, but he's not the face of your franchise. I get what you're saying. He's not your quarterback. He's your wide receiver. If that's the way I'm, I'm explaining it to you as far as, like, imagine you can go get, um, you know, Terrell Owens in his prime, and he is just balling out, and you're like, all right, if we can just contain T.O. And for the Dallas Mavericks, you know, they have two people that think that they can contain him. Nico Harrison, who handled him at Nike uh, and produced the best-selling shoe of this generation, right, the Kyrie Irving shoes, and uh, Jason Kidd, who also has mentored Kyrie for years. So those two guys went to Mark Cuban like, hey, we can reel this in. He's playing at MVP level, best basketball of his career. Luka needs help. We have to help Luka. This is the best player we can get. So look, man. And he's just not for me. You, that, that's saying. all. Yeah, I'm good on him. I, I yeah, guess that's, that's my point. Too. Um, you, yeah, you asked the question. I'm giving yeah, you the yeah, other side. I appreciate, right? I appreciate the answer. I think it's, you know, there's a lot of things I'd like to follow up on and discuss, but we don't <laughs> have time to do it. Maybe next time. Chris, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> All right, fellas. Yeah. See ya. There are a few things in there I didn't quite understand, but Rick Snyder's been waiting for a while, so let's keep the blitz moving. Our buddy Rick Snyder joins us here to talk about those commanders. Rick, is it a big deal Medium deal, not a deal that Dan Snyder is trying to get $49 million for five consecutive years on his old house in Potomac. Well, I mean, I can ask for a billion dollars to come on your show. It doesn't mean I'm getting it. So, you know, <laughs> I don't think he's going to get the 49 mil for it. I think that the so. fact that he wants 49 mil still, four years after he put it on the market for 49 mil and hasn't gotten it, could relate to the team. What do you think about that? Like, he is not lowering the number he wants because he thinks it's worth 49 mil. Could that tell us something about how this sale could go? Well, that's an interesting angle. I hadn't pursued on that, but I think it's just ego. And, I, th- you know, the number that they're already talking about for the team would be a record. So it's not like he's chasing some other number uh, to sell his team so he looks like he's the greatest. This will be the biggest one. Um, but the, the home thing... I don't know. I I think he's overvalued. I mean, listen, I'm trying to sell a house too if anybody wants to move. <laughs> and I'm trying to get my number in line like anybody else's. It's just a number he threw out there, you know, because he paid 
he paid $48 million for the place in Mount Vernon plus $2 million for the furniture. So that was fifty. dollars um, So he's trying to get something like that. Rick, will the Washington Business Journal be doing a story about your house? It would be great. You know, I, it's, four, it's four bedrooms on a corner, great place. And I put it on the market when everything went to crap. So, yeah, it's, you know, but I'm not lowering my price either. So I know how Dan feels. I get it, man. So in, in terms of matters of actual football, who do you want to be the offensive coordinator? I don't care. I mean, you know, I don't feel that way about things. But I I, I still think it might be Zampezi. I know it's not a popular choice. But there would be a couple positives with it, which is same terminology, continuity. You got a you know a young quarterback. You don't want to keep throwing different things at him. This is a staff that may be disappearing in a year. I don't see Eric Bieniemy coming here. Uh, there's there's reasons he could, but I don't see it happening. So at that point, you know Schumer would be your best one, I think. But after that, I think Zampezi is the one that you look at. There is a piece up right now at thefandc.com. Find yourself skeptical about the Snyder cell. Worry not. Mm-hmm. Snyder marks today saying that uh, you think that this is a done deal. You've told us about this. But I'm curious if you could go into the specifics on why you're telling people there's no way out for Dan Snyder. Yeah, now I'm making stories on our station, aren't I? I mean, it's certainly interesting. I was on JP's show earlier. And he asked me, was there any way this wasn't going to happen? I said, no that if Dan Snyder gets cold feet, the NFL is going to kick him in the butt. That'll be a new headline for the Noah Marshall. You know, they're going to force this issue. You know, that's nothing new there to me. But, you know, they've, they've already said, listen, it's time to go. Listen, the Redskins' name was sacrificed, in my opinion. I think it's very clear now. Because, you know, they, they had stuff on Dan, and they basically squashed it in return for getting rid of that name. Otherwise, why are the Chiefs, the Chiefs, and all that going on? I think it's very obvious. And then, of course, they couldn't squash it because, you know, the, the people went at them further and further. So he gave up the name for nothing in the end on that. That's the, the incredible part. Rick, thank you as always, buddy. Have a great week. All right. See you. We'll see you, buddy. Rick Snyder, thefandc.com on Grant and Danny. Can we learn anything about a potential commander sale based on Snyder putting his house on the market? Something we can get into Next on The Fan, plus Aaron Rodgers said something really strange, I thought, when he was being interviewed while competing in and eventually winning the Pro-Am out at Pebble Beach this weekend. We've got that for you as well as we continue on Grant and Danny. Jay Gruden at 5. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. G&D, welcome back. You're locked into the fan. Dan Snyder is selling his house in Potomac, Maryland. Lots going to be made out of this. I don't think this really is a big deal as it pertains to the sale of the team for a couple of reasons. Number one, he, he owns another home in the area that he actually lives in. They, he and his family, to my knowledge, haven't lived in Potomac, Maryland in several years. Uh, his estate in Maryland has been quietly on the market dating back to 2018. And the difference now is the reason it's a story today is instead of it just being what they call like loosely on the market, available people that have money to buy houses like that, are told, hey, this house is on the market, it's now going to be hitting listing sites. If it is sold at $49 million, it would be a record fetch for a D.C. area residential real estate. Beating his own record. Spot. Well, exactly, that he bought. Mm-hmm. But he would now be the, the record holder for selling a home. The house is named the River House. It's listed by Sotheby's, 15 acres, 30,000 square feet. French Chateau-inspired home, Danny, just like uh, the one you were designing. You were yes, of me. course, we designed it. You him. wanted something very similar mm-hmm. to this. Uh, Snyder bought the majority of the Potomac River fronting lot in July of 2000 for about $8 million, and he's going to flip that for upwards of close to $50 million after some expansion. The timing's obviously compelling, right, as they're listening to offers right now to sell the Commanders. But here is the only thing about this that I find interesting from a sales standpoint. I think a lot of people will try to make this something it isn't. They're selling. They're moving to London. They're leaving. No, he has a house in Mount Vernon that he lives in. This is their old house. This is just one that they haven't been able to sell. What I find interesting is one line in this piece in the Sports Business Journal that said that they are listing the house for sale at the exact same rate that they listed the house for sale at when they originally put it on the market in 2018. Uh Uh-huh. The same exact price. Now, if you've ever sold a home, okay, you know this. If you can't move the house after an extended period of time, you have a few options. But the most obvious and easy option to get that house sold if you want to sell it is to lower the rate. Oh. I'm trying to sell a house for a million bucks. I can't sell it. I lower it to 980. And then I lower it to 940. And then I lower it to 920. And eventually, someone's going to buy the house. But in this sale that is going since 2018 to try to move this piece of property, and I know it wasn't formally listed, but it has been on the market, Danny. He has at no point, I'd assume at some point, someone said, hey, man, maybe if it wasn't at $49 million, that's a little aggressive. Maybe you could lower it. But he's sticking with that number. And one of the reasons, supposedly, he wants that number is it's $1 million more than what he paid, as you said, in November 2021 for the Mount Vernon house, which is the residential record. So, 
What have we always heard about him? What do I always say? He wants to break records. He wants to be number one. So he wants to sell the house for more than anyone's ever sold a house for. Mm -hmm. It's important to him. But he also doesn't want to get less than he has deemed it worth. Does that tell us anything about a potential sale? It should. He's been trying to sell something. His home, not the team, but his home for going on five years. We're in year five? He still hasn't sold it, but he hasn't lowered his ask yet. Snyder is seeking the same price he reportedly sought in 2018. The market has told you that's not the price. The little tyrant says, yes, it is. That's the price. Now, the rest of us, us mortals, right? Very few of us. And if you can, God bless you. Enjoy enjoy your success. Most of us, if we are buy, if we buy a new house, eventually we probably got to sell the old one. Or maybe we rent it out. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's somebody else is going to help pay your mortgage or something like that. You could you could be a, a a landlord, rent that property out here and there, but it hasn't. It sat vacant for years because he determined that the price is X. The market has said no, it's not, and so they they usually go through. I mean, major transactions like that, they'll still have representatives, but they won't do the full on market blitz that they're doing now. And you know, somebody probably called in a favor over there at um, what is it Forbes or what? No, Washington Business Journal to get this thing publicized, but. Usually those transactions are like a couple millionaires like, you know, the estate, the Potomac estate is up for sale. Is it really? Yes, it's it's whisper quiet. Let's get an offer in, hon. Take some move some some funds around and we'll put a we'll place a bid on. It's that kind of thing where it just sort of happens at a cocktail party where everybody clinks martini glasses. This is now he can't get it because it ain't worth that in in anybody's mind. So now they're trying to do a marketing blitz and you see this Washington Business Journal uh, article about it. Again, it reads like an advertisement for the property. The majority of, of the of the stuff that's in here. It's like it's almost written by an agent in the Zillow description, right? It, it should tell us a lot. It should tell us who we're dealing with. A person that could have taken, probably could have used 45, 43 million dollars in cash influx at some point. Anybody could have used that, right? But he said, no, no, no. I will wait and wait and wait no matter how damaging it is. Do you think we could get Ryan in there to tour the house as a prospective buyer. No. Is it really difficult to go see a house that's It's going to be by appointment only. Okay, but we could set, we could call in in the appointment. What I'm saying is we get Ryan on the list. He goes over there and takes a little tour of the house live on the radio. He's just walking through. He's a, he's a prospective buyer after all. He's thinking about purchasing the home. Or what if he's, he's sitting in Dan's bathtub talking to us on the radio? What do you think? First of all, let's not let's not just dismiss this idea. Ryan represents the buyer, right? Oh, That's the I way like we get in. Better. See what I'm saying? I like that even better. So Ryan is not buying it for himself. He's a young guy. It's pretty clear. He's only you know 22 year old young man. He's I I represent an interested party. Home. That's all I'll say. So Ryan uses lines like that. But he and he's on the phone mm-hmm. with the the potential buyers. Tell you know during this tour, this walkthrough, and he's on Facetime showing the whole house. But really. It's us, live it's on the us. radio. What do you think? Can we get him through the gate over there? No, my my real answer is no. Okay, but I do think we should try it. I think it's worthwhile. I think it's a probably something as a show that we need to give a full effort behind. Yeah, get Ryan over there, and maybe even who knows? Maybe if he has a good Super Bowl weekend. Maybe Ryan does buy the house. He's got a couple parlays together. Put a few parlays in. Darius is on a heater. The two of them together, it's five bedrooms. It's 13 and a half baths. Maybe you guys, you don't even have to live there. We could just do show meetings there. No one has to live there. We could just show up. We'll do a show meeting, and then we'll keep it moving. We could do the show from the breakfast solarium. I do like the idea 
of uh, of Ryan touring the house, though, for the radio show. Doing a little video for us at thefandc.com. There's an office with built-in bookcases. Think, think of the bookshelf guy potential. I wrote down a bunch of notes on the home. Custom wrought iron doors. Uh, can you fire up Ryan's music? Maybe Ryan can describe some of these things and what mm-hmm. they mean for us. Yep. <clears throat> Ryan, what is a wrought iron door? A wrought iron door. Not, yep. not no, a no, no, he has it. He's got it. I was going to help him with the pronunciation. Wrought iron. Mm. I kind of think of a medieval castle kind of type of door situation. Okay. So I'm kind of picturing like a, kind of an ugly, ugly. Ugly, I'm sure. Agree. It's ugly. I remember this. This is the real estate agent who's walking around the house with the uh, with the Sotheby's lady. I believe it's going to be like a medieval Iron Maid door, and it's going to kind of be shaped like a uh, hmm. This can be shaped like a normal door. How about a rectangle? Okay, a rectangle. Yep. That that's kind of how I'm picturing this. Very good idea. Uh, two story reception hall. What do you got there? A two-story reception hall. The reception hall, I believe, in a mansion is when you walk in that door. Yeah. So immediately you're going to see a second level, and then obviously you're going to be on the first level. Beautiful. So, mm-hmm. Massive mm-hmm. limestone fireplace, four-bedroom suites. Uh, what makes a bedroom a suite? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> this is a tough one. Yeah. Let's just go. When there is. Not only a shower, but a jacuzzi as well. And that makes it a suite. So if you don't have a jacuzzi, it's not a suite. It's not a suite. GP. Okay. I, can, I, I, can I? Do you mind if I? Jump in. What's a breakfast solarium? Well, I mean, it's in the name, Danny. Yep. It's where you eat breakfast. It's mm-hmm. where Danny Boy has his bacon, egg, and cheese. I'm sure he's a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel guy. Look at him. So is it any, any, any place you eat breakfast is a breakfast solarium? Yes, of course. Yep. Breakfast solarium. Mm-hmm. We should all have one. Yep. So then I have a breakfast solarium. It's just I, my kitchen table. <laughs> Some people, it's just your kitchen table. Some people, it's your back porch. But no, Dan's got his own little place for that. This is a 15-acre, 30,000-square-foot French Chateau-inspired home. Mm-hmm. What makes it a French Chateau in- inspiration? Well, as we all know, Washington, D.C. is designed after France. It's French architect. So Dan just wants some... French architect inside of his own home, mm-hmm. and that's just what he did. If you look at it, it reminds you of France. Who was the French guy that designed the city again? L'Enfant. Yeah. Oh, I nailed that one. Right in my Plaza. face, too. <laughs> I mean, that hurts. That stings a little bit. Uh, by the way, he's got a wine cellar, large mahogany paneled club room, theater installed in 2017, basketball court, 12-car garage as well. Not too shabby. Thank you for your assistance in helping us, Ryan. No problem, guys. We will see if we can get him in the building. To go take a tour as a, we don't want him to be the potential buyer. We want him to be the the representative of the buyer. representative of the buyer because the a, a buyer of a forty nine million dollar home and estate, frankly, probably is going to send a rep. The interested parties that I represent are curious about the home, like that. Jay Gruden, five o'clock on G and D. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
fan. So this sounds like a Pac-Man version. Some kind of arcadey video game version of a banger. 8-bit Nintendo Entertainment System. Top Gun, the video game. You are Maverick. You've got a choice to make before each level. Three different missiles to choose from. One, you carry 40. Not a huge, strong payload on those. I'm choosing to shoot down the balloon. Yeah. How do I do that? Well, there's there's three. There's a middle tier, and then there's the 10 spot. They're 10, they're heavy, they're the most powerful ones. I'm not telling you how to do your job. I'm just telling you, you're going to have to do a refuel in air, which is beyond hard, okay? So you're going to fly in this Nintendo game. Another plane's going to land on top of you to get your, your, your altitude and velocity set the exact right way. So it hooks on, you refill, then you got to beat the level, then you got to land on the aircraft carrier. Good luck. Sounds like a good time. It's hard. The gamer in Danny Uruye was just awakened there as we welcome you back to yeah, G&D. Did you see Aaron Rodgers' comment at Pebble Beach? The one about uh, my, my future is a little yeah, murky. Exactly. Yeah. Talking about Raiders fans being interested in him. Uh, we're did gonna, he just sign a contract? He did. We're yeah. going to play that in just a second. Um, we'll fire that up here in a moment. But it was a strange weekend from an audio standpoint of people saying things. Indeed. So we'll continue the audio vault here in just a moment. Uh, to put a bow on the Snyder conversation really quickly, so if both of us agree that putting a house on the a market that you don't live in is not that big of a deal, here is what I would say is a game changer, though. If they are actively selling Potomac, Maryland, and then we find out that they are moving out of the Mount Vernon house, now I'm really intrigued, okay? In other words, the Maryland house that you own, yep. you are selling. You still live in Mount Vernon. If we find out that that house is going on the market as well, now you might have something. You could own the commanders and live elsewhere. All of the signs are pointing toward him at least, I don't know if not exclusively, but part-time living in London. Doing something in London, England. Not that convenient to go to. If you're going to be owning the commanders, it doesn't help your business a whole lot to not live in this country and to go to London, England. So I would say let's keep an eye on what's happening over at Mount Vernon. If that house continues to be his, they could live here. They could own the, the team. It makes sense. But if a week, two weeks, a month from now, we find out he's actually got two houses on the market, now you have my attention. I think that's very well put. You got to live somewhere, right? right. Yeah, you got you got you to lay that head on the pillow in some place. You can't just live on your yacht, although he tried to do that Lady for, for a whole summer. That's Lady S to you, Danny. Yeah. And this is not, with all due respect to the Ruyers or the Paulsons, this okay. is not like me and you trying to buy a house. No. When this different. guy's buying homes... He's looking for the eight million, the seven. He's breaking records. There's only a couple properties, a couple places, essentially, mm-hmm. up to his standards. <laughs> so it's not like you're going to sell both homes and have nowhere to live and just go find another place. No, he'll be okay. If he's selling both spots, it's because you're leaving the area. It's because he's out. That would be the most encouraging sign for me. Is if we found out something about whatever that the his stupid house in Alexandria that's also on the water is called. Not One's called like yes. Riverview, the other's called like Rivertown or something. They, I hope they both crumble into the water. He had that's not nice. It's he true. has he has uh, Lady S, which mm-hmm. is the hundred million dollar yacht. Yes, it is. He has two private jets. Yes, he does. His and hers. Mm-hmm. I forget their names. One maybe they're Dan and Tanya. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then he's got the two homes, soon to be one. Yeah, you know, but he's also down to got one. London, England, and a bunch of other stuff probably we don't know about. All right, this was Aaron Rodgers. I find this really weird because he's under contract with the Packers. He's supposed to play for Green Bay next season, and they're about to cut him a check for $60 million if he's on their roster later this offseason. Here, here's how I want you to think about this. Imagine 
a longtime legendary quarterback in D.C. being at an event where, yeah, there's some rumor and innuendo that he might be leaving, but there's no legitimate reason to believe he's leaving. And then he's just openly and casually talking about other places he might play. Think about it. Listen to this. It's fun to be here. It's such a great event. Fans are amazing. A lot of people yelling different teams they want me to come to next year, um, which has been fun because uh, we got a little uh, inside bet going about which team's going to have the most fans, but uh, it's been fun. I was going to save that for my last question, but you're leading me right into it. Is there maybe like a favorite color, favorite city that you might have on your mind for next season? I'm just going to say that the uh, predominant uh, team that we hear as we're walking is Raiders. A lot of a lot of Raider fans <laughs> are encouraging me. A lot of Devontae misses you comments. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we're having some fun with it. It's a great, uh, you know, great event for the fans to come out here, and hopefully we can get back on the course. I have been known to be rubbed wrong by things I shouldn't be rubbed wrong by. Okay. Feel free. This is a Darius. This is a Darius. This is Ryan. This is anyone who, who wants to talk me out of this to tell me I'm overreacting. I found that to be so weird. Like, teams can't do that. It's called tampering. What a weird thing he just did. Under contract, Mr. Green Bay Packer, expected to be back with the Green Bay Packers, and if your rebuttal is, well, he might not be a Packer, they might trade him, or or he clearly doesn't want to be, then that's a story. Then let's talk about that. But he went to Pebble Beach as the Green Bay Packers quarterback. He left there, the QB1 in Green Bay. Well, uh, it's been fun for me to walk around and hear everyone tell me how much they love me and what team I should go to. Are you a free agent? Are you are you on the open market? Ready to sign somewhere? Are you uh, Taylor Heineke being courted by 11 teams because you're not under contract next year? Man. Is there a team? This is how you answer that, by the way. Is there a team? Is there a color that everyone wants to see you play for? Well, green and gold's the color that I play for, reporter lady. He answers. Yeah. It, the I'm Raiders. A, you just go, I'm a Green Bay Packer. It's I appreciate the fans' attention. What it's a flattering. weird thing. He, whatever that is, he loves it so much. But he brought it up. Of course he did. She she was like, I wanted to ask that. I didn't even get to. You I'm went so there playful first. and fun. He brought it up. Interview about the golf event. Yeah, it's just great because I get to be courted. People like to tell me what team to go play for. $60 million yeah. this guy is about to get from Green Bay. I don't know what. We need a word for whatever that is. Because whatever that is, he loves it so much. Attention? It's not, but it's not, it's a certain kind of attention where it's like headlines about where you're going to play something like, you know, you know how it's, I don't have a great analogy, but you know, like when you guys have already paid for the trip, but you tell your kids to turn the car right around, right? You know that where you're like, I'll, I'll turn this car right around if you don't change your behavior. A, a faux threat? Like, yeah, a- you're, go, you're going to the destination, all right? You booked the hotel, you got a flight, like we're going, okay? I don't care if you're bothering your sister, we're still going. Whatever that is times a trillion. He loves letting people know that this, hey, man, this might happen. It also might not. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's also up in the air. I did this one thing last year where I puked a bunch and, and closed my eyes. That's the thing I did for meditating. I don't know. I could play anywhere. I like being courted. What's up, Pat McAfee? How you doing, buddy? You know, like it's always so weird. He can't just have a normal offseason where he's like, yes, this is who I play for. I'm under contract. I think he revels in the juice. What, yeah, whatever this is, he loves it so much. I thought he was going to get traded, but not, you know, in a way that I was sure. You know, like 50-50 or 40% chance he gets traded or whatever. Before that, I now think it would be strange if he's still a Packer. 
You say something like that, and it's not like you trade him because of that. That's not my point. But I don't think you're that comfortable talking about where you might end up, teams that would make the most sense, and reuniting with Devontae Adams. Again, no one's asking you the question awkwardly and you having to play along. You're just saying things. Very strange. Yeah, there's so many ways to do that where you go, I'm not really here to talk about that. This is a really fun event. It's cool. A lot of fans were yelling at me, and you know, I, I certainly enjoy that. You know, enjoy my offseason. Looking forward to next year. You notice that I wasn't like, the Raiders are a team. Lots of teams here, man. Lots of teams. I could go anywhere. Who knows? I'm so intriguing. I think like, there's so much to deal with. The, the way I'll describe it again, and maybe we can play the beginning of it on the way out here, or we're getting ready for Jay Gruden. It To me, it sounds like he is a free agent doing an interview, not a guy under contract for a team that's about to kick you 60 million bucks when you're up for the next year. 800-636-1067. You want to hop in on that as we continue today. But we do have Jay Gruden coming up next on Grant and Danny. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 